I encourage my clients to just be courageously curious about that person. Mm -hmm. And instead of filling in the blanks with what we think it is, say things to ourselves like, I wonder what her life is like. I, yeah. wonder, I wonder what was happening in her life before she took that picture. You're listening to The Lowdown, a podcast recorded at Sigma Kappa National Headquarters by Alex Green and Sarah Goodwin. We'll focus on topics like health, wellness, fraternity and sorority community, higher education, and life skills that women need in all stages of their lives. We'll also feature stories from inspiring, empowering, and ambitious Sigma Kappas. Tune in every other week for a new episode to help drive your personal growth forward. Welcome back to the Lowdown Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And today we have Rebecca Fleetwood Hess- oh, already- Hessian. Hessian. Thank you. Yeah. And today we have Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. Welcome. Thank you. We're so, so glad to have you. Exactly. It's good to be here. She actually has her own podcast, which we'll talk about later. So she is going to be just a rock star on here, and I'm very excited <laughs> to talk Ooh, to don't her. Don't put expectations yeah. <laughs> Okay. But she will be. But Rebecca writes, speaks, and teaches on those topics that she has knowledge, empathy, and experience on. This includes more than two decades of experience working in leadership, strategy, leading change, execution, and team building. And she is a coach and a keynote speaker. The worst yeah. part of my job is listening to someone read the bio. You should have seen her when we were reading what we had originally, and she's like, nope, we're going to take out these three sentences, add this in, yeah. that's enough. Literally cringing. Too yes. much. Yeah. Cringy. Too much. <laughs> but today we're talking about mindset, and we actually had to stop what we were talking about before because she was like, no, 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 we have to have this on the podcast. So we're really excited about this topic. We think it's a huge benefit um, to our members, our lowdowners, and also Sarah and myself. We definitely have a lot to learn. So is mindset just about being positive? Well, can you also just talk about what mindset is to begin with? I think that's a good starting place. Oh my gosh. What isn't it? It's probably a better conversation, right? So everything that we do starts in our brain, which is mindset. And we use those terms differently sometimes. If you study neuroscience, that's mindset, because mindset mm-hmm. is about your brain. And in fact, every single day, the job that your brain has is to make sure that you survive and thrive. Mm-hmm. That's what your brain's in charge of doing. And if we can learn to align with that, things go a lot better. And so mindset is really about you and your own thoughts and how you process those thoughts towards the results that you're trying to achieve, relationships that you're trying to have. It's those sometimes voices in our head that tell us stuff that's not really true about us, but it's also about the positive aspect of, you hear about athletes that do visualization before they go compete. Mm -hmm. It's really just setting that expectation in your own mind Mm -hmm. before you go out to achieve anything. Mindset is everything. I don't get yeah. passionate about it at all. <laughs> Big hand motions. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, yeah. So much sarcasm. <laughs> so much sarcasm. <laughs> so is it about just being positive? No. I think that is a huge aspect of it. In fact, you are your brains are wired to need generosity, kindness, gratitude. So having a positive mindset is absolutely a catalyst for great results. Mm -hmm. 
and being able to cultivate that positive mindset. But that also means that sometimes we have challenges that happen. It doesn't just mean sugarcoating things and you know putting lipstick on the pig. It really is about processing through those thoughts and then figuring out, okay, so this, whatever's happening right now might just be a challenge and it might just kind of suck. Mm -hmm. So let's acknowledge that. This sucks. But what am I going to learn from it to move on and then use that as a catalyst to the next step, not getting mired yeah. and stuck in what's really hard and what sucks about it? I'm really relating this to my own life because I have a tendency to see life more positively. And I've talked about this before, but my husband, he considers, he considers himself a realist, mm. which is so interesting. And he has... I always talk about the bad parts of Ben, but he's such a great person. So I Yeah, wanna, you should hear her when she's not on the podcast. Yeah, she's exactly. raving about him no, always. He's, no, he's really amazing. But uh, Ben, I hope you're listening. <laughs> he never listens. <laughs> so. Or does How, he? Uh, he might yeah, so true, so true. He's got some extra time right now, so maybe he's listening. But how can someone who has has thought like they're a realist for their entire lives, how can they change that? Because that's a hard thing to do, to then just be like, they do think, they think mm -hmm. you're just sugarcoating it, they think you're not being real about the situation, and that's not how I think about it. So how can you help others in that, just become more yeah. positive, or like, well, and those you thoughts? Well, you need differing viewpoints mm -hmm. in life, right? So I'm a joyful, positive person as well, but I want people that bring a different perspective so I can make sure I'm seeing it from a lot of different angles. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'll reference another podcast guest that you've had, Jason Barnaby. Yes. He talks a lot about building a tribe of different types of people mm -hmm. so that you can have those different mindsets and perspectives. Yeah. And so what that would say to me is Jason talks about the devil's advocate. Yes. Which is the person who's going to see it from a completely different perspective. And we positive, joyful folks need that, <laughs> yes. right? Because then we can say, oh, well, I hadn't thought about it that mm -hmm. way. And really give it more of the critical thinking aspect. Yeah. Um, but you two working together is probably a great partnership. It is. And I actually have to remind him of that sometimes <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like, I need sometimes because he is a processor and I am not. I am like, go, go, go. Mm -hmm. I want it. Like I have this idea. We're going to do it tomorrow. And, and sometimes it does come into like, we need to slow down. And I see that as a negative when it's, it's really not. It's but really not. yeah, I like how you just said it's sometimes changing my mindset mm -hmm. about his thoughts and not trying to change his thoughts. Exactly. I can't do that. Yeah. You can't change that. Yeah. yeah. No, Interesting. It's really reflective. Yeah, I just had a moment. Didn't I? <laughs> I'm doing a little marriage. Therapy yeah. Here. Add that to the bio. Yeah. <laughs> Full service. <laughs> so, can you talk a little bit about how mindset and self care are connected? Oh, my self care gosh. is a big hot topic, hot button right now. Yes. In fact, oh, you're going to send me on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> Great. Let's go. Buckle up. Buckle up. Here we go. Okay. I am a huge fan of self-care. And I've always been a huge fan of self-care for decades. And I see self-care largely as mindset and intention. So I want to live a life where I'm intentional about my life. I don't want things just to willy-nilly as it comes at me, I just deal with it. I want to be intentional about it. And I think self-care, while it's gotten a lot of airtime, hashtag social media mm -hmm. stuff, Self-care isn't just 
booze and bath bombs, right? right? Mm -hmm. So if there's one more like rosé all day self-care <laughs> post, I'm going to lose my time in my mind. Because to me, I told you I was going on a yeah. self-care is dealing with those voices in your head and dealing with your mindset. And if you go just pour a half a bottle of rosé and take a bath, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're dealing with your mindset. That to me is more escaping or numbing as our friend Brene Brown often yeah. says, right? Yeah. And so if you're pouring a glass of rosé and taking a bubble bath because you're relishing in the joyful aspects of your life, amen, mm -hmm. do that. That's amazing. You should have those moments where you take care of yourself in that way. But to me, self-care is really about addressing all aspects of your life intentionally. And if that means that you've got some history where you've got some stuff that have happened in your life that's holding you back. To me, self-care is getting the best therapist you can get and working through mm -hmm. some of that mm -hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. So self-care is saying, you know what, I am in charge of my life and how how I move through that intentionally and, and work on your mindset is a beautiful thing. But yeah. it doesn't mean ignoring the stuff that's hard with booze and bath. And it's even about how you talk to yourself, right? Oh, Because yes. your thoughts you have about yourself is even part of the self-care or the mindset. So your brain believes what you tell it. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. does. Yeah. And so if, if you say to yourself, oh, I'm such an idiot. And it may just be a, a, a flippant thought that you have, and you may even say it out loud to, to one of your friends. Your brain doesn't know the difference. And your brain starts to say, Idiot, idiot. What are all oh. the t those times that, that she was an idiot? And then it will flood oh. you with all the memories of the dumb stuff you've done for the last five or ten years, mm -hmm. right? So we have to be really careful with the words that we use. Instead, we should say, well, that didn't turn out so well, but there are times that I have done really great things. And you can flip the script on that for yourself. So if something bad has happened, let's say you've done something that you do kind of feel like an idiot. Yeah. Instead of saying that, you can feel it. You should feel that emotion and then be able to say, okay, I'm not going to do that again. And let me remind myself of the great things that I'm about and that I have done. So you don't mm -hmm. get in that spiral of, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. Because yeah. that can take yeah. your whole day or week or career if you're not careful so so, so quickly true. and so easily yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I know you do a little bit of work with kids especially regarding ADHD and ADD so is this the same thing when you're talking to your kids like can you because I feel like kids can definitely get down on themselves and failure is just it's it's the end of the world yeah so you can do the same thing about talking hey you know you didn't do it this time but you I mean you did it last time yeah. like you did or same thing, talking into other people, I guess, not even just kids. Well, you think about your parents are the first relationship that you have that starts to inform you about you. And so it's a, it's a huge responsibility as a parent to affirm the gifts and talents that your children mm -hmm. have. And when you're raising a child that has some challenges and moves through the world differently, my work with ADHD, I call not wrong, just different, mm -hmm. is just that. They may not fit into the traditional classroom setting or some things that are challenging. And so if we aren't careful and we focus too much on what's not going well, you end up with a child that can have some 
shame response and mm -hmm. that they're not measuring up. And so our role is to make sure that we're affirming the things that they're really great yeah. at and not letting them fall into that feeling of that they don't fit in. Mm -hmm. I love I love this uh, the idea of bringing up their gifts because I think I heard somewhere that you're never going to be as talented at the things that you're good at than the things like like your gifts versus like not gifts, I guess. Yeah. So I was, I'm good at design, like, but I am not good at math. No matter how hard I try at math, I will never be as good at math than I am at design because that's not my gift and that's not my talent. So no matter how much time I put into that, I'm never gonna be as good as my design skills. So I've, Yeah, and this like goes back to that. mindset big time. And I think it's important to talk about it as it relates to how we compare ourselves to each other. So going back to your brain's job is to make sure you survive and thrive every day. So it's a continuum. So at the base of it is basic food, water, and safety. We got that covered. Are we going to you know, not jump in front of a bus? Do we got something to eat? Yeah. Are we good, right? Then you move up into the next stage of the continuum is your psychological safety, which means can I be myself? Can I really show up for who I really am? And while sometimes we have situations where others have threatened our psychological safety, maybe we have a bad boss or maybe there's been some uh, bad relationship in our mm -hmm. life that is, has, has felt threatening in that way, most of the time what threatens our psychological safety is our own thoughts, the mm -hmm. head trash that we have about can we show up for who we really are. Mm -hmm. And next to our psychological safety is our gifts and talents. And we need to be really intentional about knowing what our gifts and talents mm -hmm. are so that we can use those in whatever yeah. role that we have. Yeah. And, and so often what keeps us from using our gifts and talents is our own head trash. Well, maybe I'm not really good at that. Or we just take it for granted that those things that we're really good at aren't that big of a deal. Yeah. When they are, they were put into us for a reason. Mm -hmm. We're hardwired with them so we go and use them for good in the yeah. world. Because then the next step is social connection, uh, gratitude, kindness, meaning, and purpose. In fact, your gifts and talents are meant to be used to serve others. Mm -hmm. So you are wired with gifts and talents around design, and now you're using those to do great work yeah. with that that serves your customers and serves mm -hmm. a great need, yeah. right? So we're supposed to use our gifts and talents, and we shouldn't allow our own head trash to keep us from being all of who we are. But unfortunately, what happens is we see someone on social media, let's use, for oh. example. Not that this ever happens. <laughs> Never. Never. Sarcasm font. Um, we see someone, and we see this beautiful picture, and we think, oh, she must totally have it together. Um, I, I, look, even her, even the room she's in is beautiful. I bet she has a great relationship. I bet she has the best job. And our brains start filling in all of yes. the blanks. Mm -hmm. And more than half of that isn't true. And so we then start to think we should be like someone else mm -hmm. when in fact we've made assumptions that aren't true at all. Because if you really knew that person's story, the fact of the matter might be that she has spent the last two hours trying to position herself with all the right filters to look like she's got it all together. Mm -hmm. But she might be really lonely and depressed and mm -hmm. just hoping that somebody likes that picture and mm -hmm. that she can feel that connection from that. Mm -hmm. So we can't make assumptions and comparisons that just trips us up from being who we are supposed to be. 
Because our brain doesn't like to not know things. And so it's just like in our nature to give some sort of response to if we don't know all the answers to it. It does. I mean, that's just neuroscience. Mm -hmm. That's that's just is. Mm -hmm. And so instead of filling in the blanks, I encourage my clients to just be courageously curious about that person. Mm -hmm. And instead of filling in the blanks with what we think it is, say things to ourselves like, I wonder what her life is like. I yeah. wonder I wonder what was happening in her life before she took that picture. And then your brain gets satisfied with that curiosity. Mm-hmm. And if it's somebody that you actually know, let's say it's somebody that comes into your office, maybe a new person, the best thing that you can do before you let your brain take over in assumptions is invite that person out for coffee, sit down and just say, hey, tell me a little bit about your story. And then recognize that people aren't going to give you their full-blown history and story in the first conversation, right? So how many people have you met that when you first met them, you had a picture in your mind about what you thought they were like? And then as you've gotten to know them better over time, you realize it may not be exactly what you thought it was. Like Just give yourself that courageous curiosity Mm -hmm. about people to really let them kind of peel back the onion and layers of who they, who we all really are. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of layers to all of us. Getting back a little bit to self-care, how can we just ask for what we need from people or from our boss or from whoever is in our life when we know we need something? I feel like sometimes you just have to ask, right? You should. Yeah. What keeps us from doing that? Because that's when somebody says that to me, how do we do that? I go, just ask. And then then the look on their face is like, (gasps) what is it that keeps us from doing that? I don't know. And so, what am I trying to say here? I like have it in my head. I'm just trying to phrase it now. Um, I don't know. I think that sometimes we get embarrassed about questions. I know that some people say that there are no stupid questions. I've had professors say like, there are stupid questions, but like, if you have questions that you should ask and so you don't want to, I don't know. Sometimes it's just hard to like be, but then most people have the same question and they're all afraid to ask. That's the other thing. It's like, yeah. Which is why I call it courageous curiosity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've labeled it that intentionally because it does take some courage. Yeah. And if you know why you're asking, so are you asking the question just because you want to hear your own voice in a meeting that's mm-hmm. not a great question. Right, yeah. But if you know why you're asking it, if you really have what I call the right context, there really aren't dumb questions, yeah. especially in a work setting. If you are really intent on adding value and being relevant in your organization, the best thing that you can do is ask for what you need. And oftentimes that's asking for clarification on why something's important on a project. Because if somebody just comes to you and says, hey, I need you to work on this project, Mm -hmm. and you go and start making assumptions about it, you could go work on something that's completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And then when you come back to deliver on it, the person who assigned it says, oh, that's not really what we were looking for. That's a horrible feeling. Which if you would have just in the beginning said, hey, give me some more context about this project. So when I'm working on it, I know the bigger picture. Then you can nail it and feel Mm -hmm. great about it. I guess I can see that some people might, I mean myself included in some instances, don't want to bother whoever they have to ask with the question. And so, I don't know, I've kind of grown to be like, well, I'm either going to do it poorly if I don't ask this, so I might as well just get ahead of it. 
And that's the kindest thing you can do is ask mm-hmm. on the front end. Yeah. And, and offline, we talked about connection and asking mm-hmm. for help and, and, and networking and things of that nature. And you made the comment, I feel like I'm bothering people. Yes. And yes. our brains are wired for generosity and kindness. People want to help other people. Yeah. Yeah. And when you ask for help, it lights up the sinners in our brain that goes, oh, she's, she, she needs my help. Let me come and help yeah. her. So you're actually doing each other a favor when you reach out yeah. and connect and ask for things. Yeah. So we shouldn't see it as a bother. We should see it as, let me light up the kindness center in your brain today. And, ask <laughs> and I something. never see it when someone comes. We'll just do an office example. So I do a lot of design-related tasks for anyone in the office, and everyone always feels bad when they come to me like, oh, can you make this website change? I just have one change to this design. I'm like, yeah, sure, done, got it. Like, it's no problem. And then I'm like, why do they always feel so bad? But then I will go to probably like our IT person because he gets a lot of requests. And I'm like, oh, I have a little request for you. And I feel like so bad about it. He's like, yep, that's what I do. It's my job. Like, I got it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, sorry to bother you. Like, <laughs> He gets to use his gifts and talents. Just yeah. like when someone asks you to fix something on the web page, that's your gift and talent. You're like, oh, yay. Yeah. I get to, I get to serve someone with what I'm good at. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing. You should do yeah. more of that. Let's I, all do more I, of that. <laughs> and take really, one thing from the podcast, it's that yeah. we all do more of this. So, <laughs> But it is just my own mindset of, he is going to be annoyed by this. He is not going to want to do this. I'm bothering him with my request. I just need to get over that mindset. Absolutely. Because yeah. that's what he is here for. And he wants to be valuable and relevant yeah. to the organization. And when you need his help in that way, that makes him feel like yeah. he is really valued. And I could just tell him that, that I value him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> everyone likes to hear that too, as exactly. we just talked about. Yes. Well, thanks. yes. Thanks for your help. Which brings us kind of to our next topic of how does connect, connecting with others play into mindset? Well, you brought it up earlier that we all have different perspectives. We're all wired differently, not just in our gifts and talents, but how we move and see the world. And many times you've taken different assessments, right? Mm-hmm. There's DIS, there's Enneagram, there's lots of different ways that yes. we can look at different styles and personalities, right? We need those differing viewpoints in order to be better ourselves. And so when you intentionally connect with people that are different than you, it gives you the opportunity to see things differently, which then broadens your mindset. It broadens all of the opportunities that you have by being able to see the world a little bit differently. The the example of you and your husband is a perfect example. So you are like, oh yeah, let's do that. And then he says, well, have we thought about X, Y, and Z and how this ties to this or that? And then you're going, oh, well, no, but that's really helpful. And then the next time that you have a similar thought, you've added his different perspective to your body of knowledge, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it just makes us all better when we can. But, but, But think about how often you walk into a room and you think, where are the people that are different than me? We don't do that, no. right? You're we like, cling to like yeah. the people we know that we know that we have similar interests with, and exactly. If we could be more courageous yes. in how we are connecting with people, it gives us an opportunity to really broaden our own unique per- perspective and mindset. Yeah, a lot of what you're saying, I am relating back to Jason Barnaby's episode on 
just creating that group of people and having those different perspectives and how that can really add a lot of value to your life. And just, I mean, I know you guys are friends, so yes, it makes yeah. sense that you have a lot of the He's same, part like of my tribal. Path. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said the same thing. Yeah. But it's true. And even from a project perspective, let's say that you are building some, some web page for mm -hmm. somebody in, in the, in the business you want different perspectives about your work because there's lots of people that are going to be interfacing with that design yeah. and if it's just your perspective on it you're missing a lot of opportunity there yeah. so the more people that you have that see it differently the better the outcome or the end result will be yeah and it's not easy to take that feedback especially when it's your work yeah. and people are giving you feedback and you're like oh this was my baby and i mean i don't think about that anymore like that but that's because i've had a lot of constructive feedback on design. Well, let's talk about that from a, tie it back together. So there's a difference between feedback and affirmation. So you said, how do we ask for what we need? So ironically, Jason and I did this podcast on, on my podcast <laughs> several months ago. So I have become really good at asking for what I need, whether it's feedback or affirmation. Because sometimes I really do want the feedback that says, how would you make this better? Mm -hmm. Like, I've written this um, article or I've, I've, I've created something. Yeah. So make it better. Tell me what you don't like mm -hmm. about it. What would you change about it? And sometimes my head trash and I'm just not feeling great about myself. And I will actually say, tell me what you love about this. <laughs> Because so I need some affirmation right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the right mindset yeah. for feedback. But I just want you to tell me what you like about it. And then I'll go build on that. Yeah. And then I'll come back for more of a critical eye on it yeah. and more of the feedback that's going to make it better. Yeah. Like, I've gotten good at saying, because how many times that I put something out there when I was in a bad headspace, and I would say, hey, give me your feedback. And what I really wanted was somebody just to like me that day. Yeah. And I wasn't ready for feedback. So yeah. now I just, I differentiate whether I want affirmation or actual feedback. Hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. It as works. long as I think you're bringing it back out for the feedback and you're not just, everyone loved it, let's yeah. publish it. Let's. And, I, and I'm very intentional about making that statement. Yes. Like, I'm going to build on what you like about it, yeah. and then I'll bring it back when I'm in a better space yeah. to get the rest of the story. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Don't don't wait, you know, 50 plus years like I did to, to get that out. Yeah. <laughs> Does mindset really matter in anyone's life and career? I'm going to think your answer is going to be yes. Yeah. So yes. if you can explain on that. Yes. Think about the books that you've read about success, about effectiveness, about things that are trying to increase whatever it is, whether we're talking about money, whether we're talking about the business part and money, or whether we're talking about our own you know, self-help kind of things. All of them start with mindset. All of them. Mm -hmm. And you think about the people that you look up to. Just get a couple people in your mind for a minute. Mm -hmm. The people that have been doing great work that you think, man, they're really killing it. And then think about what kind of mindset they show up with. I promise you that every single time that you have positive thoughts about somebody that you look up to and then ask yourself, what kind of mindset do they show up with? It's something they've worked on, and it's the differentiator between those who do mo mediocre, moderate-level work mm -hmm. and those that do high-achieving, great work. 
you are one of those people that I definitely think about when it comes to like having a great mindset and being successful and having so many dreams even ahead of you. She was talking about something else that she wants to do really about empowering women, honestly, and building those women up. Have you struggled with this ever, like early in your career? And how did you get past it and get to this point where you're at? Yeah. You know, I had to be intentional about it because I didn't have other high achieving differentiators. So I grew up on an acre of land on my grandparents' farm with an 18-year-old mother. And I didn't have, you know, this high achievement mindset around me other than a strong work ethic and honest, hardworking people. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like this, you know, Ivy League education or some other differentiator. I wasn't smarter than anyone else. I wasn't, the one thing that I knew I had influence over was what I believed about myself. Mm -hmm. And so I worked really, really hard on it. And it didn't, doesn't hurt that I spent a couple of decades with the Franklin Covey organization, which is all about mindset, right? And it has made a significant impact on my career. Mm -hmm. And so it really has been the way I've been able to differentiate myself is is with mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not smarter than anybody. I mean, I would assume that you would, like, just knowing you and knowing what you have achieved, it does seem like, if my mind was fill in the blanks, it's like, wow, she's done this. She must, like, have, I don't even know, have gotten an amazing college education or have yeah. great influences in her life or... You know, she just has the best life and has always, you know, that's yeah. what would be fill in the blank, but I love that it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not at all. In fact, I didn't go and get my college degree until I was married with one baby on my hip and I took another maternity leave to finish my education at having my second child. Wow. Yeah. It's not, it's not the best way to do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, it's not the easiest route. <laughs> I, I don't recommend it as a career path, but it can be done. Yeah. It's definitely the, the harder way, mm-hmm. but absolutely. <laughs> One thing I want to touch on before we kind of like wrap up and get your last thoughts is talking about humility. I know mm-hmm. we talked about it a little bit before. What is humility? What isn't humility? Because you want humility. You I think do. that's a great, a great trait to it's have. A trait. Yes. Absolutely. And it can show up as negative self-talk. Which, again, we come back to your brain believes what you tell it. And so if, in an effort to be humble, someone gives you a compliment and you immediately downplay the compliment because you're trying to sound humble, that's not the best approach, Mm -hmm. right? So it's better to look at it from the perspective of it is a character trait, but we don't have to talk negatively about ourselves to sound humble. Mm -hmm. In fact, that doesn't... That's not good. Just yeah. 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 If somebody says, "Oh my gosh, you you know um, you really did great on this project. You're really so good at whatever it is." Yeah. If your immediate response is, "Oh, really? I do kind of suck at that," but, you know, you, you, but you you know, I'm yes. being dramatic for impact, but we do that, right? Yes. Um, or someone says, "Oh my gosh, that dress is beautiful," and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I've had it for 14 years. Two dollars <laughs> yes. for it at Target." You know, we just we downplay things. Yeah. And instead based on mindset, you can be humble but receive compliments for what they are. Because compliments are affirming your gifts and talents. So pay attention to Mm -hmm. compliments. When somebody tells you something you're good at, receive it. Because then your brain goes, oh yes, we are good at that, aren't we? 
Yeah. Right? And so it's better just to say, thanks. I'm so glad that, you know, you appreciated yeah. that. And just receive it for what it is. And don't downplay it. Mm -hmm. That's something I've been really trying to work on because the we always... Mm -hmm. I mean, I think women, a lot of women yes. just kind of do that out of habit. This is going to be great. Oh, yeah. Can we pause for a second while they mow the lawn? It's it like is great. spring in Indiana. I know. Maybe <laughs> we should just let it. Maybe we should just be happy that they are mowing the grass. So true. So true. It's nice enough that they can mow the grass, honestly. Just a little, you know, lawnmower break. Yeah. Big deal. Like, uh, a little music, like, do, 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 There's one more. But it is important that we get comfortable receiving compliments. I still work on that too. I have to really be conscious about that and just say, thanks, mm -hmm. that, was, that worked out for you. When inside I want to say, oh really, it's no big deal. And exactly, the it. no big deal thing, Yeah, that's definitely where I go. Yeah, yeah no big it. deal. Glad to help or something yeah. along those lines. And I think people don't appreciate it as much. Like, but sometimes it really isn't a big deal and so then I'm like, oh, it, like yeah. I don't okay. know why you're thanking me, which then I should be like, Sarah, it was a big deal to them. Yeah. So. Okay, let's go back to the IT versus design yes. example. So it's not a big deal to the IT person because mm -hmm. he's really good at IT. Yes. It's not a big deal to you as a design person because you're really good at design. It's like when we have website fixes and they're like, I hope it doesn't take you too much time. And it literally takes like five minutes, not, not even, even. Yeah. like one minute. Okay. Sure. Well, here's an example. Yeah. So last night I spent an hour and a half. Googling and YouTubing, trying to learn how to use an external hard drive to back up my podcast things. You probably could have done that in eight minutes. And I would have been so grateful. Mm -hmm. In fact, after we're done, I'm going to pull out my laptop. And I'm going to say, could you show me how to save this? Right? So we, we down, when we downplay our gifts and talents, it's like we're saying they aren't important. And they are so important. Right. You were given that for a reason, to use it to help yeah. People like me who are not technologically advanced, apparently. <laughs> so you can't talk down on yourself. I know. I'm, I'm working on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's constantly. It's a constant, constant. work in yeah. process of progress. What would you be your biggest takeaway for someone that wants to implement? Maybe be, maybe they are a realist and they would like to think of themselves as being more positive. Maybe. They would like to do more self-care. What would be just your biggest takeaway for this episode? Find someone that's good at it and build a relationship with them because watching them, mm -hmm. talking to them, learning from them on yeah. how they're doing those things, and you're giving them a chance to share something that they're good at yeah. in a way that will make them feel great. Yeah, yeah I was not expecting that. I like that. Uh -huh. yeah. No, I do too. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap up while you like yeah. what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and on a high note, positive note. Exactly. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast? Because it has an awesome name. And then um, what other services you do? Yes, I would love to. So I have a podcast called The Badass Women's Council. And it is all about reflection and connection for the high-achieving woman. So we talk a lot about mindset. That's the reflection part of things and connection. How can you go and find those people intentionally that support you and your career and yeah. things that are important to you? So that's part of what I do, and I love it. I would love it if you subscribed. And then I do coaching and keynote speaking around the country. And we will have all that, including Rebecca's podcast, linked on our show notes page at sigmakappa.org slash podcast. So be sure to subscribe, follow all her social channels. What's um, the LinkedIn, or sorry, what's the Instagram account for your 
podcast? Badass Women's Council. Perfect. Easy. Easy. Easy and catchy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was a great conversation, and I think our lowdowners will get a lot out of it. Thanks. It was good to be here.